All right, it's Metaphysician 7. So, this is going to be an interesting episode. Um, because I'm going to be describing what I believe to be something that's developed after not taking Wilbution for however long now. Like almost three weeks. Now, I, I, I didn't notice this at first, but it's been happening for the past week and I've just been kind of playing it off. One would be what I've learned are could potentially be brain zaps. So you sit down, or sorry, you lay, you lay down, you close your eyes, go to bed. For example. And then there's this kind of like, you know, I want to say almost orgasmic feeling in your brain, in the center of your brain. And it comes and goes and it comes and can come for like a few seconds and then leave. And then sometimes it's less than that. But it comes and goes. And, you know, I'm always like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) Never looking into it. Never Googling it, never. And then I, one, day, one day I was like, which was yesterday, I was like, what? Is that what they call brain taps? Because that's that's one of those symptoms that they have. More about SSRIs, less about something like Wellbutrin, but apparently it happens. So, I gotta watch that. Luckily, it's only something that seems to occur or something that I notice when I'm like in a laying down in the dark scenario. And it's often it's often accompanied by like so you close your eyes and it's dark, but then you get these faded, almost faded images of of flashes of lights, sort of. It's like oh, there's some white, oh, there's some blue, there's some light blue, there's some red. So that happens, and I'm sure <laughs> that. Some, so I'm sure someone's listening to this and they're like, okay, so that's not good. I, I mean, you can. I don't really feel concerned, to be honest. I mean, whatever. Right? We all got to go sometimes, so whatever. It's not affecting my quality of life yet. So, you know, I'm not going to fixate on it too much. But the one that was that's almost more not scary, but the more weird to me is what I've learned are close well, closed eye visuals, CEV. Right? Now what is CEV? I don't think I have it full on. I think there's I understand that there's levels to it. Like so somebody can be they can close their eyes and they can envision the entire scene vividly right so say you close your eyes say, say you're I don't know you're sitting somewhere sitting on a park bench you close your eyes and then you're, you know what you see is your atom let's say the, the Statue of Liberty you know and you're looking at the Statue of Liberty that kind of thing it's like something sort of similar to like daydreaming but then 
those daydreams become fairly, fairly vivid, fairly more realistic. Now, since stopping Wellbutrin, I've experienced something like this. And I have been experiencing it. Not to a high level, but faded images. Sometimes in rapid succession. You know, like when, um, when they used to do cartoons and they, they would show you like, okay, frame by frame, here's Bugs Bunny doing something. And then they'll flip through the pages and you can see Bugs Bunny. So it's something like that, but imagine every page is like totally irrelevant to Bugs Bunny. It's like Bugs Bunny, Alligator, um, Donuts, Timberland Boots, you walk into the mall, a logo of I don't know, Nike, you know what I mean? Like various unrelated things flashing in a very faint manner. So there is a very faint sort of uh, visual. This has been happening not that long. Not that long that I can identify anyway. Or maybe it hasn't, I've just ignored it. But I th- I'm really, yeah, I've really been paying attention to it in the past few days. And I was like, whatever. Or seeing like, like you close your eyes and then there's like the outline of a face or there is a face. Or, you know, I'll be honest, talking about it is a bit chilling. And even like going to bed, like going to bed is, you know, this is going to sound really crazy to say, but when I go to bed, when anybody goes to bed, you're going to bed to rest, you know? Bed becomes a safe place for people. Ask anybody who's really deeply depressed and they will tell you that that's why people st- I mean that's why people stay in bed for weeks and weeks at a time. It's the bed is you know the safe place, safe place. So to go to bed close your eyes and then have these visuals and then on top of that and then depending on you know whatever you have your 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 strange dreams it's like i'm not (laughs) i'm not trying to be terrorized in bed you know what i mean in the during the day fine Awake, awake sure challenges of life that's fine but when i go to bed like leave me alone visuals those die visuals and dreams leave me alone you know what i'm saying so that is something that you know if if you're if you're considering antidepressants and you're considering you know need to be medicated be careful be careful of well know that down the line this could potentially happen it might not happen it could Again, antidepressants work for stat that I learned yesterday from Miss Emma on Twitter. Emma Jean Hackney, is it? Oh, my data isn't working right now. Anyway, she tells me that 50% of people, antidepressants only work in 50% of people who take them. 
And it's not. And then there's also like from my own research, like they may work for some time and then they don't. A lot of what people do is they'll take them. They'll maybe get to like a, a certain level of being able to handle life. The side effects will take over. They'll be like, okay, I don't want to weigh 40 more pounds. I want to drop that weight. Let me stop taking this antidepressant. A lot of people don't stick it through, you know? And maybe there's a good reason for that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know. You know what all you know you know you know what else I've noticed? The fucking ringing is gone. Wow. That fucking tinnitus ringing is gone. Well, thank God for that, I guess. I mean, what was my vision? Although to be fair, I'd rather have 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 um tinnitus <laughs> than closed eye visuals but you know hey trade off one and get into something else so it's all good whatever doesn't matter but that's that's what's happening folks so someone in your family is experiencing these things or they're not vocalizing it because it's off it's hard to really come out and say Hey guys, when I close my eyes, I see very vivid pictures. People be like, okay, <laughs> you know, because my, and this could be total theory, doesn't matter. It's easy to go on, I've said this before, but it's easy to go on like Instagram and Twitter and see all these mental health posts. And then because it's algorithm based, the more you, you engage with these sorts of posts, the more you see. So then it creates this image of, it creates this idea of, um, you know, mental health is so important to us right now, which it is. And employers are starting to reflect that. And, you know, certain careers are starting to reflect that. But I do believe that in a larger societal sense, we ain't really there yet. <laughs> We're not there 100% to talk about not just I'm depressed and sad or I'm anxious I don't like to give speeches it's like there's all of these various other things in the middle <laughs> sorry they're, they're salting outside so I can hear it anyway um, we're not totally there we want to think we're there but we're not there and I guess maybe the social media anonymity is a good step towards getting to that but and then you have high figure people talking about it and high level people whether it's celebrities politicians you know who talk about it talk about their struggle thing is they're up there so it's kind of hard when like mr johnson down the street is like you know yeah i hallucinate every day but what the fuck so I want to warn you all about that. Well, um, yeah, it's, it's, um, I don't want to say, you know, as I say this, I often go off in my mind thinking about this as like, as I'm recording here, 
vocals, like some of the ones that I had yesterday, it's hard to really remember each and every one. I was actually going to record as they were happening, but then I was like, whatever, I need to sleep. <laughs> the sleep is more important than recording what I'm, what I'm seeing as I close my eyes. But then there's that whole, uh, yeah, so you close your eyes, you see like orbs of like light faded. And it's not unnatural. Like, close your eyes now. You're going to see some... Maybe I shouldn't say this. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say this. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this. Oh, man. But it's true. Okay, right now I'm closing my eyes. Right when I closed my eyes, there was some, like... This is just... Your, your eyes are so... Like, think about it. Do you know how complex the organ of the eye is it's very it's a very complex organ it's one of the most important organs you know everything you see i mean that's why being blind for some people so well for some people is so difficult people who have vision impairment can tell you i've had glasses since i was um Six. In fact, I was I, I was telling this in the interview. The interview was like, this is the interview for that uh, early childhood educator thing. They're like, how do you deal with a kid who I forgot the question. Something to the effect of like, you know, a kid who's not engaged. And then I like I immediately remembered that in grade six. Sorry, grade one, I was six years old. So grade one, we had this class and it was in the portables. <laughs> so there's like the school and there's like the portables in the back where they have classes. The portables. Anyway, so they would always put me in the back of the class. And I, I was quiet a lot. I was really quiet. I didn't say much. Never had much to say. Um, we're going through the coursework. I'm getting things wrong. Um, and then one day, somebody sits in on the class. And because, you know, I'm all, I was, this is back in like, I don't know, I was six. So 1986 was <laughs> plus six. It's 1992. So there weren't, this is like pre multicultural Ottawa. So someone sees me at the back of the class. I'm the only black kid, one of the few. They're like, all right. They just take notice because it's, you know, you stand out. And then they notice that I'm constantly squinting. And then I'm constantly, like, just getting questions wrong. And then, you know, that person is like, look, I think this kid might need glasses. So they move me to the front. That changes things. And then I get glasses. So the eyes. <laughs> the eyes are a very, very, very important organ. You know, you don't, like, I actually, like, I take my glasses off to shower and sometimes in bed I will sleep with my glasses on but then I know that sometimes you lose them you wake up they're gone and you're like fuck and you're like scrambling to find them but my glasses are on constantly that's how important they are to me so you know I remember even like being very resistant towards wearing glasses um early on and then now it's just like I couldn't imagine myself without glasses Probably so at some point I'll get the laser eye surgery. I think I'm actually at the age where it's like your eyes aren't going to get necessarily worse. So 
you should um think about that. Anyway, thank you, Lasik and D. Anyway, so that's my little spiel on uh, closed eye visuals. It's not. I mean, it's not as frightening as maybe it came off. If it did come off frightening, it's just really bizarre because, like, you know. You come home from a whole day of, you know, trying to put things together. You come home, you're like, okay, you're hanging out, you're kicking it around the crib, you're chilling, you're recording, and then you're like, you finally go to bed, and then as you close your eyes, it's like, oh, there's an image of Donald Duck, you know what I mean? A faint image of Donald Duck. It's like, why, like, why am I even thinking about Donald Duck? And, it, you know, that's the thing. Are these closed-eye visual? They, they don't seem to have any root in subconscious thought. It's just things you know what i mean like at least if it was like i just remembered something right before when i really understood that actually let me extend the recording hold up so meds so when i had no fixed address my sleeping pattern was off because I always had to be alert about what security guards were going to come around the places that I was sleeping and um, this is compounded by the, 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 the consumption of very cheap sherry pale dry select to be exact um, at some point I started to hear shit so I'm hearing things um I go to walk-in clinic. I tell them what's going on. They're like, all right, you potentially are bi... They misdiagnose me as bipolar. That's what they do. And then they give me Seroquel. And I had a, I had a point about this. There's a point... Fuck. Okay, I'll be back in a second. One second. Okay, I remember now. So, it got to a level... I think I maybe have spoken about this, where... I would go about my day and then when I would fall asleep and dream, the dream would essentially be a a replay of the day. Not like from morning till night, but like certain parts of the day were just identical or not, not even identical. Like let's say I was eating a sandwich in the, in the dream, I would be eating like, you know, a hot dog or something, you know, and then. I was walking in the mall, you know, then in the gym would be a different mall. That combined with lack of sleep, I started to confuse the dreams with reality. So I'm like, what, so what actually happened? I remember, one, I remember one specific time being like, oh, I got to respond to this person's text. I forgot. And I look and I'm like, oh, they never, that didn't happen. You know what I mean? So anyway, that's how the, the, um, the hopping on Seroquel thing happened. This is a pretty heavy topic though for Friday, so well, you won't hear this till probably Monday. But stay safe, folks. Live your life, do your thing, try and take care of the mind as much as possible. Alright? Peace.